Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is the GC3Z. Oh, wow. At the top. It's good for today. It's good at the top. Listen. Well, I feel like every time we do this, we should actually say what the, G- the GC3Z is. It's our favorite 30 seconds from the Gemma Collins podcast this week. It's the GC3Z. Row. I'm not even joking. We must remain positive and remember that we are doing all we can to help everyone. So I do hope you're all having a good week and we do have to remain positive and uh, we will all get through this. So now I don't know if you have been on social media or the press, but these two guys from YouTube nominated me, yes, me, for the Nobel Peace Prize. These two guys, these two guys from YouTube, you don't even choose the best part of that. The best part is she says she wants all of the world leaders to get on Zoom and for her to say hi to them. <laughs> she wants them all to get on Zoom and then to give each other like elbow handshakes. Yeah, yeah, that's what she kept saying. And she was like, that's the way to do this. That's the way to solve this. And it's like, we have a version of that, but I'm not sure what your take is going to really push us forward. I do like the fact that she started with this, like, uh, you know, very heartfelt plea for everyone to remain positive and calm. She talks mm. about going to McDonald's. Mm. And then she's yeah. like, anyway, anyway, back to me. I was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Right. Which we by haven't talked two, about. By these two guys on YouTube. <laughs> we wanted to prove that Trump's nomination was nothing to boast about. After all, Archie and I had been told we could make a nomination, but the Nobel Committee might still turn our candidate down. We decided our nominee needed to represent the values of the Romford Research Institute. Respect, intelligence, and peace. I'm claustrophobic, Darren! I'm Gemma Collins. I'm a massive fan of the dictionary. I change people's lives. Peace. Yes, we wanted to nominate reality star and obvious candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize, Gemma Collins. We actually have breaking news. We have breaking news. Real breaking news. Alicia Silverstone takes maskless stroll with her two vegan dogs in her Hollywood Hills hood. Her two vegan dogs. That reads, honestly, like not whatever, but it reads like vegan hot dogs. Like she's, like holding, she's holding two, two vegan, tofu sausages. Yeah, like on any hand <laughs> as she walks through Hollywood Hills. But it is that her dogs, her actual dogs, are vegans and she i think the reason why they said it like this is which is it's funny but also that she did say somewhere that her dogs have a strict vegan diet like her your dog is a vegan as well all four of my dogs all are vegan their yeah. farts must be terrible they don't <laughs> i we, we've been talking about alicia silverstone's like diet for 20 years oh, as it's, a society it's, it's first of all it's literally here are the two alicia silverstone talking points clueless remember it and vegan Remember when she barfed her food back up into her kid's mouth? That's what Alicia Silverstone coverage is. That's part of us under the vegan um, umbrella. Clueless? Vegan. Clueless vegan. Speaking of clueless vegans, Hannah Ann Sluss says, I'm attracted to hot guys with no personality. I actually don't vegan? know that she's is clueless she or vegan. I was she say, actually I seems pretty tuned vegan. in and that she clearly likes this meat. Is so an, I, well, I don't know what else This is one say. of the, this is an iconic misread and a misquote, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, Us Weekly knowing, they're, they're, they knowing this girl will not object to being fully misquoted. She says that she's trying to not date. She's like, I'm, I feel like I'm an, e-, she's, of course it's from a podcast. I, I feel like I'm an easy person to have a conversation with, but I just feel like the guys that are really hot have no personality. And I'm just like sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> technically that is i'm attracted to hot guys with no personality but it is yeah 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 yeah. celebrities really need to stop going on podcasts thank god we don't have guests well the the problem is that they they have their own podcast they don't even need to go on them they just turn on their computer and they're just blah 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 and then we get i'm attracted to hot guys with no personality you know or they go to their friends houses and their friends just happen to have Mm -hmm. microphones up and it's like okay we can do this on mic that's fine yeah (laughs) let's just do this on mic 
like Jennifer Lawrence making coverage for being a Republican because she talked to some podcast I'd never heard of in my entire you'll life. You'll never get over that. You'll never get over how. You'll never get over that. Let me read that again. It's her favorite podcast. Do you know that? Like, that's why she went on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why she went on it, because it's her favorite podcast. I just, the Oscar-winning actress joins joined Wednesday's episode of the Dear Media Absolutely Not podcast, where she opened up to Heather McMahon about what made her change her mind as this she got older. This is a little like, This is a little I don't know what podcast, any of that is. All of that is who? Going on a podcast called Absolutely Not and doing something you should have absolutely not have done <laughs> is just truly iconic. I've made this joke already on the Patreon, because we did talk about this on there, because it is Yes, Nemi. we did. Yeah. Other other big breaking news blips. Oliver Hudson says Botox, quote, almost ruined ruined my life where did he open up about this on sibling rivalry yes. with yeah, the podcast he has was with his sister because he was like i had botox for the first time my skin looked crazy i wasn't used to it not that i'm not grateful for this type of celebrity news but it is just crazy that it all comes from podcasts because we're just now a podcast reporting on podcasts i mean once once the uh once the pandemic is you know has subsided to the point where celebrities can start doing more things i think this will go away in a yeah. way, yeah. like the last thing celebrities are going to want to do when they're free to leave their houses without masks and go anywhere they want to whenever they please, they're never going to want to do a podcast again. But right. like, that's all they've been doing for seven months. But I for know. now, this is all we're getting because this is all they're doing. No, like, it's, I mean, obviously, yes, house. of course, this is what we're getting. But it is, it is fascinating that we're just essentially getting, we're a podcast reporting on people reporting on podcasts. It's like literally mm -hmm. like a full circle back to us. Here we are, eating our own tail. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Meanwhile, Olivia Culpo revealed some news, and it wasn't on a podcast. Actually, I don't know where she revealed this, and I don't know how Page Six got this story, because I looked on her Instagram, and I couldn't find the source. They don't mention a source. It says, headline, she called Olivia them. Culpo debuts Directly. bangs. Well, they had photos, too, so she must have sent photos. Olivia Culpo debuts bangs, comma, boyfriend Christian McCaffrey approves. And it says, on Thursday, the Model 28 switched up her looks and debuted a new bob with bangs. While she seemed a bit trepidatious about the big chop, boyfriend McCaffrey was astounded by her new look. When Culpo FaceTimed the Carolina Panthers, Panthers star 24 to show off the look, he immediately heaped praise on her after requesting that her friend stop filming his reaction, which she ignored. Holy fucking asshole, he said. And when she asked if he liked the new bangs, he exclaimed, Yes, don't you? I love them. I don't know how they know about this. <laughs> it wasn't on our Instagram, as far as I could tell. Has how did they find out about yeah, this conversation? Does, well, they, I mean, it's page six. She called them directly, or she sent them the file directly. The, fo the video got into their hands directly. Although so weird, there's multiple FaceTimes in the story or whatever. Yes, like, she called her mom, too. Yeah. And her mom was like, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like the bangs. What was the, t what was when What's Her Face got bangs? What was the bang, bang? What was the celeb bitchy tag or whatever when um, she got, Laura she got banged. got banged? She got banged, got banged or it something? Was, it's not, I think it's like OMG blog. They do the same headline structure with every set of bangs. So Laura it's like Prefun Olivia Coppola got banged. Gets banged. Yeah. I'm sure they did it. Meanwhile, Olivia Coppola debuts bangs is what page six went with. Boyfriend Christian McCaffrey approves. Not to be rude, but I still don't like... I, I know she she always dates like a similar type of guy. So I just I, I, I get them confused because it's like the it's my blind spot. It's like sports guys. And so like I know she's not like out here like I'm not calling her promiscuous. I'm just saying if she keeps dating the same type of guy, I'm never going to know the difference. You know what I mean? I'm I'm four boyfriends back still with the with the other guy. With his face. Well, I mean, she and Hannah Ann Sluss have the same problem. They're attracted to hot guys with no personality. So <laughs> well, he loves bangs. How is someone's name Hannah Ann Sluss? Sluss. Hannah Ann Sluss. Sluss. I know. She's, it's Bachelor. They have normal names, you know? Perfectly normal names. <laughs> actual breaking news. That was all a joke. The actual breaking news that may actually... Um, break me? Break you. Break us. Is this headline. Exclusive. Army Hammer's Daily Mail, of course. Exclusive. Daily Mail. Exclusive. Army Hammer's marriage ended after his wife found passionate messages from a mystery woman who called herself Adeline. The same name his Rebecca co-star Lily James used on set. First of all, Age of Adeline returns. Adeline is back. I think this has nothing to do with Lily James. I think it's fucking Adeline. No one can resist Adeline. Adeline is a-L-I-N-E. Well, maybe she changed it in... She doesn't age. She's got bored. She changed her... She changed the spelling of her name. Adeline credited her unchanging appearance to a combination of a healthy diet, exercise, heredity, and good luck. Adeline? Mary. 
Miriam, hello. My God, you haven't changed a bit. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. Fleming, you're all grown up. That's what I keep telling my mom, but she doesn't believe me. Oh. Do you believe this or do you think this is bullshit? Because I think that's the conversation to have first. Because it's Daily Mail, it's tablet, it could be bullshit. I don't know. I mean, it's all what's interesting about sources. this is if it's true, it means the like BLM disagreement that was rumored that they had is not mm -hmm. the case. It's like this. But I kind of am like, this seems like too much Lily James in the past like week or two to be real. And I saw the chemistry they had in Rebecca, which sucked, and it wasn't good. Like they didn't have a lot of chemistry. Oh, they didn't so have I'm a little chemistry. bit like. Not that, not that they couldn't, again, people hook up on sets all the time, but people, the source was like, oh, they were canoodling on set. It's like, yeah, they played fucking lovers on the set. So maybe, mm -hmm. I think that that's a hard distinction to make. And I don't know if I trust just a source saying like they were hot and heavy on the set. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's their job or whatever. So I'm much more willing to believe they were hot and heavy on set, which I almost think has to be the case if you're shooting a movie like this, than I am that like she found text messages from Adeline on his phone or whatever. Elizabeth Chambers, I But it's Chambers, almost I too mean. specific. Again, you know how I always love, it's always too specific to be made up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, someone said, or someone wrote that the, the name Adeline is a character in another Daph Daphne du Maurier book. And Daphne du Maurier wrote Rebecca. Yeah, that's what it meant. I'm sorry. Yes, that's what it meant. But Lily James was referred to as Adeline on the call sheet. So that's what people on set called her which is where the connection comes. I feel like we didn't do a good job of explaining what the connection was up at top, but that's because what it was. Because she has so, no name. In the book, she's mm -hmm. Mrs. Mrs. DeWinter. She's Mrs. DeWinter. And so I guess in their call sheet, they gave her a name that's not Mrs. DeWinter, which is a little bit confusing to me because just call her Mrs. DeWinter, like the book, whatever. In the movie, she's Mrs. DeWinter. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So they gave Where's her Mrs. this DeWinter? name, Adeline. The thing is, what we would really need to know is like whether the name, they if this is, is the name they use on the call sheet. Like, is this true? Mm -hmm. And anyone yeah, who's involved if, in that, you could just call us and tell us. Just, just take a photo us. of the call sheet, send it to us. You probably put it in your scrapbook. If you just call us and tell life. us, I'll trust you. If you're like, I worked on that movie. Yeah, are you kidding? I believe every call we get. I believe every call. There was one good one good moment to come out of that movie, and it's Richard Lawson's tweet. And it was, if this movie starred... Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> if this movie starred Chris Hemsworth and Margot Robbie, it'd be called Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca? <laughs> so Rebecca? And every time I see Rebecca, I just want to say, Rebecca? <laughs> Rebecca? It still served to me every time I open Netflix. It's like, are you, you want to do it? Are you ready? You haven't you ready? done it, right? No. I went right past it and went to Unsolved Mysteries Volume 2. It's which very sucks. like, it's very like the Great Gatsby remake in many ways. It just feels so like flourish and not actually scary. The original is so scary. Mm. Like the book is mm -hmm. scary. The original movie is scary. I don't know. Anyways. It's a lot of style. It's a lot of style. This is not a Rebecca podcast. This is a Rebecca. 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 Rebecca? <laughs> Okay, this is themy. Shonda I'm sorry. Shonda Rhimes is them. You this can cut this if them you want. But this story is so like this is the hooeyest behavior. Although maybe it is themy behavior. This is about a them asserting themdom. Like it's not even hooey at all. You be the judge. Bobby, tell the story and you guys be the judge. Let us know what you think. Is this a them being hooey or is it a them being them me? This is really funny news. And it's it was silly, funny news that I reacted to as though it were hooey news, even though pretty much all the pieces involved are themy. I mean, it's, this... it's the I, it's the amazing news blip where both sides are wrong. And honestly, how you <laughs> how you view this is like how you see life. You know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. a Turing test for like yeah. your own. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and or it's not also a Turing like... test, a bl a blotch a ink blotch test. What do they call those? Where you see them? Ink you... the Rorschach test. Rorschach test. I'm like Turing, Turing... test is like AI. There's this profile. There's this profile of Shonda Rhimes in the Hollywood Reporter. And it's kind of about her time at Netflix. It's very like Shonda and that it's about like, it took me a while to like become comfortable with being like the, the woman in the room and like, I'm going to be positive and you know, I'm going to be like a badass. I'm going to like own my shit, blah, 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 blah. So it's very like Shonda Rhimes. This is the, the stuff that she put in her book. This is how Shonda also, Rhimes Shonda is. Rhimes for However, making Grey's Anatomy and literally if she made nothing else should be treated like this. Do you know what I mean? Star. Like yeah. she's made other good things and that's just fucking icing on the cake that is the Grey's Anatomy juggernaut for ABC. Like I just, I, I really feel like she could make 
an Oscar-winning movie and still Grey's Anatomy would be more valuable to to like the industry than that in a way, you know? And I'm sure she's aware of that. And oh, I bet I, she would I agree. Know, well, let's tell the story. <laughs> so Shonda Rhimes, <laughs> this story, it's it's just a perfect thing where it's like they the, the item cherry-picked from the story and aggregated everywhere had nothing to do with empowerment. It had to do with like a petty <laughs> Shonda Rhimes anecdote, which was that, one day, because she worked at ABC and all of that's one of these big conglomerates and that also owns Disney, like Disney World, Disneyland. She was like, I want some passes to Disneyland so I can go with my family. And and she had some. She had one for she herself. Had some. She, or maybe, she wanted more. Yeah. She wanted more. And it said she and knew her And she point negotiated another. Wait, so they gave her one. She negotiated mm-hmm. another for her nanny. For her nanny. For her nanny. But she needed one for her sister because she, she was going with one her, for her nanny sister and her sister. And she was going to be taking her sister's daughter. Yeah. And so she was like, hey, ABC, what's up? And this is basically this is how the story opens. Because it's her saying, like, this is the time that she knew she had to leave, that she knew she had to go to Netflix because this happened. And she says, OK, I'm just going to quote it. If the passes had been interchangeable, if the passes had been interchangeable, Rhymes would have been happy to give up hers. When would she have the time to go to Disneyland anyway? but they're not interchangeable. After someone wanted back and forth, quote, we never do this, she was told more than once, Rhymes was issued an additional pass. But when her daughters arrived in Anaheim, only one of the passes worked. Rhymes lobbied a call to the high-ranking executive at the company. Surely he would get this sorted. Instead, the exec allegedly replied, don't you have enough? The, <laughs> the use of, first of all, noting that it's a he. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Noting that this was the turning point. Mm-hmm. And this is also kind of to me. Now I'm reading it again. Like the the this is the brown M and M's of her life, you know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Remember when that band? I want to say Van Halen because I think it was brought up when Eddie Van Halen died that they put in their rider they wanted M and M's but only the brown ones. And if they if people followed that, they knew that they read oh, the rider. And yes, it's like yes, a yes, famous yes. like we're gonna put this like very specific detail, and this is how we not know because you, we want them, but we no, yeah, we don't yeah. want them. We just wanted to know that you respected us enough to read this full document that we gave you because it's your job. This is very much like the the brown M and M's, right? Of mm-hmm. of her story and so the executive says don't you have enough and she said thank you for your time she hung up called her lawyer and said figure out a way for me to get to netflix or i'd find new representation and it was that literally because they didn't give her another pass to disneyland and treated her like that and what's funny is like both sides are right abc are they're give her a fucking what could it cost 200 300 dollars 200 dollars to get this you know like Give her the pass. Who the cares? woman invented Grey's Anatomy. I know, but then the other side is like, Shonda, buy a pass. Like you are you make like twenty million dollars a year or whatever. Two hundred million dollars a year, whatever you make. You, like you make Well, she you know. didn't make two hundred million dollars a year then. Then she yeah. moved to Netflix and even just seeing the the, the words Now she pays for is her shocking, own Disney where passes. Where it says she would get a nine figure deal at Netflix. Nine figure? Nine. I can't nine even count figure. how many how many fi- Six, I had to like do the math. Seven, I had to eight, visualize nine. it. Okay, got it. Oh, Hundreds got it. of millions of Hundreds dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Nine yeah. figures. Nine a nine figure salary? That's kinda hooey. <laughs> it's, it's not hooey. hooey. It's Demi. <laughs> oh my god. Um Anyways, okay, this story so is great though. because it does it does like reveal your own I read it differently every time, almost. Mm-hmm. You know? Because the first time I'm like, Shonda, you're being ridiculous. And the second time, I'm like, okay, maybe you're not being that ridiculous. And then at one point, I was like, Shonda, you deserve 100 right. Disney passes. And how dare right. anyone ever disrespect you? But now I'm sort of like, mm, maybe you're being a little ridiculous. But it, it, it but does I'm kind sort of, of like depend she on does, the time. Mm, I guess I, I lean more on the side of like, she deserves the passes. Like, give her the passes. Mm-hmm. Like, give her the fucking pass. It's negligible. <laughs> it's negligible. Anyways. And I bet there's somebody, she called a specific exec, but I bet if she called a different exec, they would have been like, here, you know, shut up, here are the passes, fine, take the pass. I didn't, and I didn't even notice the pronoun usage until you said it. Oh, it's totally. That is like a subtle way of them slipping it in. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, it wouldn't be surprising that, uh, like, throw a rock at a Disney's, like, C-suite and you're going to hit a man, but, like, still, that's a pointed use there. Oh, yeah. This is great. This story keeps on giving. Last week, we talked about how Joe Judice was quote-unquote seeing someone and people were calling this woman his girlfriend even though it was very he made it he tried very hard to his credit to make it clear that they were not dating that she was just his lawyer 
And now every place is very like hyper aware of the fact that this woman is not his girlfriend. So they must have gotten the memo because it says in Us Weekly, she was referred to as his new Italian flame who is, quote, a fan of his ex-wife, Teresa. It's still his lawyer. I'm still gonna, it's still his it's lawyer. It's still the lawyer. Flame. And then Daily Mail refers to him, to her as someone he is seeing. But they put the seeing in sort of like eyebrow raising. Seeing quotes. her regularly because he pays her to be his lawyer. I still am very confused as to why we keep spinning it like this. It's still his lawyer. I like don't know if it's an if it's a joke that everyone's in on or if they are just trying to like get the SEO. Or I mean, something. the funny thing like, is he gave E News this like long, like long, 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 like long, long. Lo- download, and it's like a year after his deportation. Joe Judice has a lot to say, and it's pretty wild. If it's pretty wild for E, then it's pretty wild. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm seeing my lawyer. I made a sex. I made sex toys. I'm importing couches. Did you see all this? Mm-hmm. Who says this? First of all, here's a quote. I just signed a deal to start importing sofas, chairs, and what have you from an Italian company here. They're actually handmade sofas, leather sofas. I just partnered up with this guy. Here. First of all, so rude of them to, to not like sum this up for him and just print it in full. We're going to start shipping couches directly to the customer, to their home. So you cut out the middle guy. Let's say the couch costs $8,000. You cut out another $8,000 to ship it to shop to America. This, that, and the other thing. So you save a lot of money. So I'm going to be wholesaling sofas to the customers all over the place. Just like a I mean, it's not a bad idea. We're not. I mean, I have no issue with with Joe Judai selling Italian couches. He's learning Just a lot about Italy. But oh my god, like, can we get this guy like a like a a sick S I C? Like, cut this down. <laughs> Just like giving his entire business plan to E over the phone is really funny. He d- he does it and again. Like, he does it Disco- again with his sex tape. His sex, not tape, sorry. I keep saying tape. Sex toy. It's a sex toy. But discussing like sales, I'll, I will never understand it whenever someone's like, I'm in sales. It's like, this is what sales is. It's like, it's like, oh, I buy a thing here. I cut down the middleman. I raise the price. I, blah, 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 I, I make a I it's know a guy here. I make a relationship here. And then I move it over here. And then like, I make a profit. I have to say, it's pretty impressive. He's been in Italy for one year and he's already got these like multiple business streams. Well, it's literally like he was walking through a town square somewhere in Tuscany and was like, I met a guy like Sal and he mm-hmm. sells leather. And it's mm-hmm. like, now I had a dealer. And then he met a guy like Frank who sells wood. And then it's like another person who's like dad was Frank. in the couch business for two generations. And no, it's I like, mean, next thing you know, right. he has a business. He's wheeling and dealing. <laughs> Wait, listen to this quote. My business is Zalo USA. It's basically a woman's massager. I wouldn't call it my sex shop because it's not. We don't sell any of those other things. It's basically just high-end massagers that are made by an Italian-French designer. So they're made of top-quality material. And I mean, it's a very good product. To be honest with you, I never really handled one until I got into this business. I always wanted to get involved in that business, and I did. Listen, it's paying the bills, and it's a good business. I sent one to Teresa and the whole cast. I'm pretty sure they're having fun. I'm sure each of them are going to try it because it's a pretty cool item. I wouldn't know. I couldn't perform like that. Wait, I'm sorry. So he hasn't used it or he has used it? And he, de- he, just he hasn't <laughs> used it. He's given it to the women in his life. And he thinks but it's a good business. Like, and it's a, a, a good cool, product. Cool item. It's a good product, but I've never handled one. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Top quality stuff. Top this quality guy. stuff. Top quality this stuff. Guy. He's a Top little, quality little stuff. Trumpy, this guy. <clears throat> it's very, it's very Trumpy uh, delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on. He makes sex toys. Hillary Duff is pregnant again. Yeah. Which is being covered everywhere. And I, I thought this was really funny because some places say it's her second child. Some places say it's her third. It's definitely her third. But I liked that no one could agree and no one really needed to do the work whenever it was Hillary Duff. It was just very funny that no one really cared that Hillary Duff was pregnant, even though they were all covering it. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? Her what? AD video? Yeah, I know. I watched it. <laughs> I thought it was fine. She's funny. It's totally, fu- it's totally fine. She's pretty funny. The fact that it is a commercial for the Samsung frame is funny. It is funny because the, I then, but then I was kind of like, I want this because it did look good. She had like geckos and animals and then uh, her kids were being kind of funny. She was like, here's a painting my son did. And it's like a coronavirus and it's like coronavirus sucks or something like that. She's like, yeah. he did that at the beginning of quarantine. Did you see the one? She like, was like, my, my son likes to hide in this cupboard. And then he like got in. It was cute. And then she closes it and she's like, bye. She was <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. That was cute. No, it was funny. I think sometimes people, there are some of these 80s that are truly strange, but I think sometimes the celebs are just being quirky and we, I mean, you gotta, mm-hmm. and they're, and they gotta go with it. It's not, yeah. look at my limes. That's a whole other level. No, no one yes. could beat, look at my limes. Dakota Johnson. I do want to play this though. 
We really spend a lot of time watching TV as a family and I have zero regrets about that and zero guilt about that. I love this TV. It's called The Frame. It's a Samsung and it looks like a photograph. So you don't even know that it's actually a TV until you turn it on. You can get different colored frames to go around. I chose black because- I just like that it begins not with to be this rude, disclosure but it looks like that a like, TV. it's a, it looks like a TV. Yeah. Like, like paintings don't glow, <laughs> typically. Yeah, it's, a, yeah it's, it's a TV. It looks like a TV. I mean, it's a nice it looks TV, like a but it looks like a TV. Yeah. Um, I do like that it's like very clear that this is about to become Spawn because she's like, my family and I watch a lot of TV and I have no regrets. I think that that's okay. I think it's lovely. Here's my TV. It's a Samsung. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary. Thank you, Hillary. What's next on here? Ugh. No, See, why, there's a lot why of just like weirdo here? crap I don't want to skip, skip this. This sucks. Skip, skip this. Let's not skip Noah Centineo, please. Well, now I feel like I was like very dismissive of the rumor that they got married. I still think that they didn't get married, he, Noah Centineo and Stassi. You do not have to be upset baby. about being dismissive over something that was on some gossip blog. But okay? I'm just like, saying like I kind of was like, this is ridiculous. But they did flirt in Instagram comments. So I did... I did believe that there was something maybe, quote, going on. So now they're spotted together leaving Craig's, of course, which is the number one place you go to get photographed, if not Nobu, if not uh, Gelson's or whatever. So these two want you to know Erewhon. that they're together, whether they're dating or not. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which kind of makes me That's think, it. are they dating? You know, like, it, it also makes me, like, not believe it necessarily, too. Anyways, I I I'm still sus. I've like turned a corner and now I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, sus. I believe it. I'm still sus. I fully just believe it now. All right. All right. What's next? Also, I believe that Iggy Azalea and Playboy Cardi broke up because she posted something vague. And for a little bit, it was like, oh, she posted a vague Instagram story that said people take loyalty for granted. And that's why I'd rather be alone. And so there were a lot of headlines that were like, Iggy Azalea wants to be, quote, alone. But even that headline or even this specific comment from Iggy herself could be read as like, she's kind of like unhappy right now, but she's not alone. She says, I'd rather be alone. She doesn't say she no, is alone. No, I so think this like, is a defensive, I it. am alone and I, yeah. But this is a very telling, people confirm. take loyalty for granted. I mean, she's kind mm -hmm. of saying he's not loyal, mm -hmm. you know? So they, so they split up. She said, she also added a, a post that said, you lost a real one. So yeah, it's confirmed. She I broke up with Playboy Cardi. Uh-huh. I... They were all. I thought that they had already broken up. To be honest, I think like, like, I forgot that I they mean, were. Their still relationship together. was un, was kind of like on the like kind of under the radar already, and then they had a kid kind of under the radar, and then they were like, I didn't even, you know, I think, I don't know. I agree. The whole the whole thing seemed very casual, and now she's like a TikTok star. So like, I don't even know what to say about Iggy Azalea right now. <laughs> I know, truly, um, it's it's not. She's not the only one who broke who broke up. Taraji Taraji <laughs> P Henson, who's I think of them. Yes, definitely of them. Taraji P. Henson is of them. Uh, Kelvin Hayden, who? She, well, that's the who in this. She called off her engagement with this uh, this NFL player guy. He's a former Because Iggy is, a, Iggy, Iggy is a them. Iggy is a them with nothing but who tendencies. Everything about Iggy is is who, is who But yes. I think she is a them. Taraji is a them. Kelvin Hayden is a who. Uh, she's 50 years old, and she broke up with the guy she was engaged with. They got engaged a couple of years ago. Um, he's just a football player. I was like, who is it? Is People there anything to say about this football player? People were wondering why they weren't married yet. That was like, I remember mm -hmm. like a blip, a blip news. I was like, who cares? And so now they're breaking up as she says he was not into trying therapy. Love mm -hmm. that. The, Fine. The, the quotes which she gave the bre breakfast club are actually kind of intense because she talks about it for a long time and then she's like, but I don't want to talk about my personal life. It's like, Karaji, you just told us everything there is to know. And she said, I haven't said it yet, but it didn't work out. You know what I mean? And I tried. I was like, therapy, let's do the therapy thing. But if you're not both on the same page with that, then you feel like you're not, then you feel like you're taking it out on yourself. And that's not a fair position for anybody to play in the, in the relationship. My happiness is not his responsibility and his happiness is, my, is not mine. Has there ever been a more wow. like therapist said line? Yeah, no, We amazing. have to first learn how to make ourselves happy to make each other happy. Yeah, and like, I, I would I don't say want to talk about my red flag life. if you're if your guy mm -hmm. you're engaged to for two years doesn't want to do therapy. It's like he wouldn't go to therapy flag. with her. Red flag. Yeah. Forget it. I I was I was trying to find my like more things about this guy because I was like, he's a sport guy. Like, is is he just fully a sport guy? Is there any other like has he dated other famous people? Is there something interesting about him? There really isn't anything interesting about him. I found a, a good like 10 things to know about him on your tango. And even your tango didn't want to put in the work. Listen to this. He's a dad is one of the things. 
Though we're not sure how many kids Hayden has, he's no stranger to sharing cute oh photos God. on his family Do on Instagram. Do a little it's work. Like, You're Tango. Make one phone call because I don't God, want to. My lazy ass Tango. <laughs> You keep saying your tango, and I keep thinking about like my tango. It's like, is it my tango? Okay. (laughs) Um, The last time that she kind of like talked about him lovingly was when they got engaged, and there were like cute stories about how she cried so much, like her fake lashes fell off, and like she was showing off her ring left and right everywhere she went. But then the engagement never happened. And then the last time she talked about the engagement, because everyone's like, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? When are you getting married? Because that's what happens to these celebrities. I know. It's such a And in March. Because it's and just like March, a conver- said, it's just like a conversation topic. Like it sucks yeah. that it just becomes like the thing where it's like people are could be like engaged forever or like yeah. not or not married. You know what I mean? Like yeah, whatever. I get it. I'm not like mad about. I'm just like it sucks, but I get it. Yeah. And she said, in March, we were gonna get married in April, but now we're gonna get married in July. In March, March sixth, and then. Like, this does look like the sort of thing, like, maybe had the pandemic not happened, right, she they would have gotten, gotten married, married in April. I think their wedding and then got she pushed. Like, That's my guess, is their wedding got pushed, and then they decided Blessing to call it Blessing in disguise. Yeah. Blessing Truly. in disguise. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Are that you planning? Exciting. Are you working on the wedding plans, or is it still a long way off? You know what? It's a ways off. I was pressuring myself because everybody was like, when's the date? When is the date? Yeah. I was like, whoa, when, when is the date? When is the date? And finally, I was like, you know, I'm in control. We're mm-hmm. in control, so we're gonna wait. We're just when we have a date, we'll let everyone know. You will give people. <laughs> you'll let everyone know. Yes, I'll let the world know. <laughs> How much advance notice will you give? Will They're it... all spending time with each other, going on podcasts. <laughs> Stop. Not. Um, <laughs> to, but to I Lisa did on the Breakfast this. Club, which is like a real show, not just yeah, a real like show. a podcast like us. Yeah. But the the thing that I've noticed that we haven't really talked about because she is that me. She um, gets sexy coverage. She's gotten sexy coverage over the summer. Yeah. Have you noticed this? Not like, really. Suddenly, Taraji P. Henson's coverage has gotten sexy. And I think it's because it was at her 50th birthday party. Taraji like, P. Henson shows up her jaw-dropping figure as she slips into a thong while celebrating her 50th birthday on a yacht with friends. Taraji P. Henson showcases her <laughs> incredible figure in an animal print swimsuit as she continues to celebrate her 50th birthday with pals in Cabo. I think what is happening here, too, like, I think the Daily 50. Mail likes two things. They like hot young people, but then they also like surprising hot old people in the way that mm-hmm. they're saying, like, oh, hot people, like yeah. old people can be hot. Isn't this so surprising? That's like what they're playing off of, even though it's like, for how many old people you cover who are hot, it seems to me not that surprising to me anymore. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of hot old people. And by old, mm-hmm. I mean, 50, uh, not old, 50, but like over 50. over 50. But I'm just saying like, that's the angle they'll choose to to do that, you know? The Daily Mail wasn't giving Taraji P. Henson hottie with the body coverage when she was 49. But no, when she was 50, it was like they got the go ahead. And you know who I think is one of the leaders of this game? Who's next on this list? Kate Beckinsale, 47. No. Oh, <laughs> well, you're Kate right. Beckinsale. No, you're right. But I think Kate Beckinsale has really blown the lid off of like hot old coverage. Again, not yeah. old. She's only 47. But I'm just saying. She's not like, old. Old in quotes. Like we'll just call, you know, because she she gets that coverage all the time. Every time the woman puts on a bikini, she gets the coverage mm-hmm. because I think that they know that does really well for them. She bro- she broke up with her boyfriend. I assume they were already broke up. So I'm like, wow, they did it for a long time. They did it for nine months. But that's just funny. They, that's oh, like, do, do we know she, they dated for nine months? She finally gave birth to him after nine months and they broke up. I'm sorry. That's a bad joke. Uh, the gestation period ugh. was nine months and then they broke up. <laughs> Goody grace. <sighs> Goody grace. We do know they broke up because she unfollowed him and deleted stuff. And I don't know. We just assume it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't he living um, in her house We can save too? Quenlin. Oof. Yeah, we can save Quenlin for who's let's there. Not, I'm sure someone will call. Not, yeah, let's not do that now. You found this really interesting Josh Hartnett profile in The Guardian. Yet another thing we might cut. So, because again, no, Josh Hartnett is this. sort of themmy. No, he's not. Josh Hartnett was themmy. He was a big them. He went now from them who. to who for sure. Who oh, now? Come on. And he's in this movie. Um, God, I forgot what movie he's promoting here. He's promoting it's a new movie. Like it's called because like, it, the name has changed a hundred times. But you know what? Actually, I did watch the trailer because luckily the write up mentioned that the guy from Mommy, one of my favorite movies, the guy is from in Mommy, it, yeah. and he's like incredible. So I did watch it. Most it's, Wanted. It's based on the true story of this reporter who kind of found out that this drug smuggler who was going to get life in a Thai prison was maybe being set up by the Canadian government. And so that's what that's mm-hmm. what the movie's about. Okay. Well, Josh Hartnett was interviewed 
by Ryan Gilby of The Guardian. And the headline is Josh Hartnett, colon, quote, people genuinely thought I'd been thrust on them. The whole point is you were. Well, the whole point is that's what that's that's how celebrity. That's how movies are promoted. That's how I don't know. It's stars are. And so it's like it's just a very strange interview because he like it's like he's given all the pieces, but he hasn't quite put them together correctly. And it's like filled with navel gazing and like he never quite. Well, it's like to the finish he's line. Like, he wants you not to forget that he was once very famous and he was once considered yes. to be Batman. Maybe he was one or Superman. Sorry. He was. Superman. Oh, no. Super, Superman and Batman. Oh, yeah. no. He but was they, whatever. The point the, is the rumor. The he, rumor was that he turned down Batman. But, right. then, but he actually he, but he didn't. wants he you was, to remember or maybe the writer who knows who asked who what. But the, but the, this this profile is like wants you to remember how great he could have been, how he was mm-hmm. on the precipice of something truly huge. And then all of a sudden he was the number one star. What was that? Then he was, of course, the number one star of like loopers. Like, where did Josh Hartnett go? You know, like mm-hmm. those movie, those videos you see on YouTube that are like, what happened to Josh Hartnett or whatever. But there's so much of this piece is just like. He wants to remind people that his devolution from them to who was, was his entirely decision. his idea. Yeah, and I, I, it, and it comes off as like very defensive in that respect, and it's really kind of fascinating to read because he keeps saying like, "Did you notice?" So at the beginning, he's like, "Oh, they meant they bring up when he was on the cover of Vanity Fair when he was shooting Black Hawk Down," and. He's like, oh, that was so embarrassing. I hated it. All they would talk about was how hot I was. I hated it. Then at the end of this interview, it's like, oh, I read it again. I liked it. (laughs) It's actually thoughtful. And then he's like, oh, I also, there's some other stuff I wanted to tell you about Harvey Weinstein. Oh, can I add to my statement? That's what I'm saying. So he does the interview and then he calls back to add more stuff about Harvey Weinstein because he's not, he he was thinking about what he said. Because he kind of did this thing where he was like, he was creepy, but I didn't know the extent to it. You know, mm-hmm. he was cre- we all knew he was creepy, but we didn't know how creepy Baba. So he feels uncomfortable about that, about a quote. He calls back to to do that. And he says, I also read that Vanity Fair article that I sm- that I trashed in my first interview with you. And it's not that bad quote. It's mm-hmm. just it's just that it happened at a time when I wasn't that famous and seemed to already be asking whether I should be or not. I felt like, oh, God, I'm not the tallest poppy yet. Don't cut me down. I was being compared to Tom Cruise and Julia Roberts. And that's insane. It was a setup to fail moment. He gives a sigh. Quote. It was actually an interesting look at the nature of fame if it only wasn't about me. That's actually interesting. And I don't like think he's totally off. Like, yes, I mean, when you're in a big movie with movie stars, you're often treated like a movie star, even if you're not as famous as Ben Affleck when you're in Pearl Harbor with him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. I just feel like he's he obviously he obviously has an interesting perspective because he says, if it wasn't about me, it's actually interesting, which is kind of like Mm -hmm. the whole point of our podcast. It is interesting. Um, But when it's about you, you are so fully naturally on the defensive about the whole thing that it's really hard to kind of have any perspective that's accurate at all. And it was a hump. He was just like unwilling to get over. It's very clear that like, if you are a Leonardo DiCaprio, if you are a Julia Roberts or a Denzel Washington or a Tom Cruise, this all happens to you anyway, and you have these thoughts. I mean, unless you're like, e- like even the most narcissistic person alive, which probably mm-hmm. you have to be. But it's like he was like, I, I couldn't do it. And he says people got a chip on their shoulder after about me because of that. They genuinely thought I'd been thrust on them. It was a very weird time. And it's like the thing is, Josh, you were thrust on them. You were a, you were a product that was you trying to be sold. A, you were you uncomfortable were being, with it. You were in one of the biggest movies, most expensive movies of that year. Let's of say of all time and of all time. And well, they the had. Harbor to was sell well, yeah, that movie yeah it was really expensive and they had to sell that movie and so you became the most commodifiable product and like that mm-hmm. sucks that you happen to choose that movie but you did choose yeah. that movie like you yeah. did you chose it you were in it you know like funny if Kate Beckinsale back again she was in that movie too yeah. right yeah so like yeah. oh it's totally all, it's all connected but it's just it's just he never he never quite gets to the level of awareness where he understands that this happens to everyone He's just like, eh, I mean, I can't believe that this happened. And they, they like, di- like, there's just this like st- state of shock that he has not dissipated in 20 years that I'm just like kind of surprised by. And I think it's I because think he was like, I, this sucks. 
He just doesn't have like, whatever brain cell it takes. Sure, but I also think that like when you get the first, you get the coverage that it's overwhelming and you're too famous. But then you get the coverage. Where did you go when you've been mm-hmm. out here, kind of doing smaller things for a long time? Like, wasn't yeah. he in like Peaky Blinders and stuff? Like, didn't he do not Peaky Blinders, but like something um, like Peaky Blinders? What was the it called? one that Tessa loves? Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. Oh my God! Tell me, Penny Dreadful and Peaky Blinders aren't the same thing? Get out of here! And like, no, they're the same thing. So he, you know, Peaky Blinders with vampires, starring on a show on like stars or showtime or whatever and like he is out here like doing things and the hardest question to get is the very you know rick moranis where you go where did you go or whatever and it's like some people genuinely do leave and not do anything but some people just do things that you don't pay attention to or are not as a-listy as kind of like maybe the run-up was or as you remember them going to be like yes i think like pearl harbor was supposed to thrust him into doing something and then he didn't end up doing it let's say he could have and and i think this this thing is again him reminding people that he could have if he wanted to and i didn't right. and it's like hey this is my choice this is my choice this is my choice right. um there's a funny we don't have a banana bonanza this week but there's a funny ben affleck quote in the um original vanity fair story from 2001 that's called the making of josh hartnett the cover is really funny it's like the cover is what a the cover line is it what a says oh admit it Two weeks ago, you'd never heard of Josh Hartnett. That's literally the cover of Vanity Fair that month. Anyway, so it has this quote from Ben Affleck. So maybe this, ha- like, maybe this Vanity Fair article was a little bit like, this would fuck The me headline up. is the rudest. I'm sure this he was putting all up. The, I'm sure half of the, the sour memories attached were based on the headline. Oh my God, and he's because the piece itself is in jeans yes. and like a little hat. Like, get, I mean, this would fuck you up. Well, they talk up. about his hat the whole story. <laughs> and he says... He's like little And beanie. it says... <laughs> Yes. They're like, he's so, he looks like he just left the Bard campus and strolled into the village. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Um, it says they emailed Ben Affleck because he's also in Pearl Harbor and he's dealt with this sort of like sudden fame. And so they're like, I'm going to talk to Ben Affleck about this. And it says, quote, I remember when the title, um, I remember what the tidal wave of publicity that accompanied Goodwill Hunting did to my life, writes Ben Affleck via email. Imagine Ben Affleck writing this email. Simply put, it's actually very funny. Simply put, Josh will get very famous very quickly and runs the very risk of becoming a sort of one-man embodiment of the Backstreet Boys to hormone-crazed 15-year-old girls from Minnetonka totally. to Tarzana. Yeah. He is particularly at risk for this as he is so very pretty. All caps, pretty. I suspect <sighs> they'll find the prospect of this as well as that of becoming a pinup in prison cells everywhere, which is, just, I'd say, the downside, rude and homophobic, somewhat overwhelming. It's great and heady, but a little weird, to say the least. And so it's like, this is... Ex- it's just Ben Affleck saying, like, this is exactly what happens. If he's ready for this, he can take it. If he's not, he doesn't have to take That's it. That's what Josh I'm Hartman saying. Josh said, I don't want to take he it. He doesn't want to take it. He doesn't want to take it. And to be fair, he probably but, ended up getting the career that he wanted, except yeah, for this so. thing that hangs over him a little bit, which is the conversation of, well, you almost did something else. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I didn't, he's like, well, I didn't want to do that in the first place. And it's like, all right, well, then maybe you shouldn't have taken Pearl Harbor. But right, I'm sure it was a ton <laughs> of money. I'm sure like it was compelling. And I'm sure his people were pushing for that because he was like on that rise and like, you know how much do, we're talking about Vanity Fair. We always love to talk about how much they love like a star on the rise, like the next mm-hmm. big thing, the next like hot person or whatever, whether they're hot mm-hmm. or not, you know, like the next like talent. And so this was just yeah. like this is just how they cover people. Always, yeah. always, 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 you know, he says that he almost turned down Pearl Harbor because he said, well, he turned down. He wanted it to turn down Pearl Harbor. Then he took it because he was like my decision to turn it down was based entirely on fear and I didn't want to let fear run my life. And then he says whenever they wanted to give him the Superman movie, because there was that Superman movie that they were trying to make for like a decade and nothing ever happened. Then I guess like Brandon Routh got it. He went in and his pitch was, what if Superman's really sad and afraid of his powers? Which is funny because that's what they would eventually do with Batman. And that was so successful. So he was almost almost like before his time. Like he, if it was a few years later, he could have sold that. He could have been Superman with the sad pitch. Literally three years later. Three years later. It's like, let's make Batman depressed. It's like that literally happened like a few (laughs) years later. He, that's what he says happened. He said, I want Superman to be like sad and alone and not want to touch anything and afraid of his powers. And they were like, get the fuck out of my office, you freak. And he was like, fine, bye. Right. But it's like the irony is like, you know, and then Christopher Nolan was like, what did he say? Right. No, truly. It's like, no, Batman's lonely. Here we go. Like that is literally what ended up happening. It's just so it's it's for the best. I think I think he would agree, but he doesn't want you to forget that he was asked, you know, just 
totally love you got to read the whole thing and then read the vanity fair story it's just funny to see yeah. to watch the full evolution and the fact that he calls back and he revisits it's just it's fascinating also for our purposes me. it's great to have an article it's almost about another article like it's so specific mm-hmm. that he's referring to this like very specific piece that blew him up and he'll yeah. never forget yeah. that that was like weirdly a turning point and like i'm not sure that happens as much anymore that there are no. big pieces like that there are big cover stories like that that could really like make or break somebody but at that and point there, are, there were and there are definitely instances of major celebrities sort of firing back at pieces of journalism that they hate yeah and they're like well i remember the way i was covered in 1999 yeah. by star magazine and i'll never forget it it was so shameful but they don't necessarily read them again and revisit them. Right. They just rely entirely on the like memory of that anger. And right, so not actually what was written Josh in the text. Returned. Yeah, and yeah. so he went back and actually read it again and was like, you know, honestly, maybe I'm just remem- I misremembering it as being very traumatic. But it's like, yeah, dude, they post, they put you on in Vanity Fair with no shirt on for many pages. Like, of course it felt like weird, you know? Annie Leibovitz was like, take off the hat. Like, <laughs> that's traumatic. <laughs> that's traumatic. No, she said, okay, you can fine. leave the hat on. <laughs> leave the hat on. I don't know why Annie Leibovitz sounds like that. But I don't know either, but it's funny. <laughs> no clue what her voice sounds like. No clue. Never take, heard her Leave the hat on, Josh. <laughs> well, Charlie, you know, because I've, I've done um, over the years books that sort of um, are works um, that are accumulated over a period of time. I, I did a book in, in 1990 called 1970, 1990, and... This story, whenever, this whenever, is a little, um, this story's a little themmy, no? I the oh, yeah yeah it's a little themmy. We can skip it. Okay. It was like seventy something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under out the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin. It's time. It's linen season, honey. Oh. oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops my linen bottoms my linen dresses i'm putting on my linen sheets i'm putting on my linen pillowcases i'm just like everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jacket sweaters and hello to shorts tees and linen i know i should probably buy some linen shorts from quince i have a quince cotton duvet cover that i really like and it's warm it's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months which is sort of where i want my bedding to be somewhere Mm -hmm. in the middle you and know. you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit, they're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. 
prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. No, well, it's no. Okay, listen. The people involved are themy, but the story is hooey. The story is hooey. Because it's all based on Dancing with the Stars and clap clapping back on Twitter. But it's and all based on a fake. O- it's all based on a fake OK Magazine exclusive that got that like convinced Bethany Frankel that it was real and then it wasn't, <laughs> or maybe it was. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. It's Demi. Tyra Banks banned Real about- Housewives from Dancing with the Stars, and then Bethany was like, "How dare she?" And then Tyra was like, "I didn't." And Bethany was like, "Sorry, I shouldn't believe OK Magazine." And everybody was like, "Okay, Bethany bye." Believed <laughs> OK Magazine and started a feud, and Tyra was like, "You're out of your mind." And Bethany was like, "I'd love to. I love you to come on my podcast." I know. <laughs> What's funny is like unreal. Tyra's like, "I'm a businesswoman. You're out of your mind. You think I would ban people who people like like that would come on this show and do this stupid show from doing this stupid show? Never. I wouldn't. <laughs> That's idiotic. Do you know what I mean? Which I kind of agree with. Let's talk about Demi Lovato's love for UFOs, please. Did we already talk about this no we didn't okay. we almost did and then we didn't so demi's of them but we're talking about her breakup from max eric which is totally hooey which and, is also di- and, and also aliens, aliens hooey. which are hooey so demi lovato aliens. gets this headline in page six demi lovato has been chatting with aliens since max eric break up um if you're a demi lovato fan if you're a lovatic as we call ourselves lovatic lo- it sounds bad no matter how you say it. lovatic it sounds bad lovatic lovatic Okay, if you're a Levatic, you know Demi Lovato has been into Aliens for a long time. This is not the first time. Demi was like on some, she was on talk shows. And she's like, I love Aliens. She's like, I love Aliens. I love mermaids. (laughs) I believe these things exist and I love them. And Seth was like, I don't. And she was like, (laughs) she was like, you're stupid. She's like, come on, Seth. And he's like, I still don't believe him. Do you think aliens are real? I know that they're real. Gotcha. This isn't a thing. No, this isn't a thing. How how self-centered would we be? as humans to believe that we are the only living things in the universe. Um, well, call me self-centered because I don't believe in aliens. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well, she did give the reason that always convinces me, which is like, you think you're where the only people in this entire universe, that's what you think. It's it's narcissistic to believe that you're the only people in the universe. And it's like, true, I'm I'm having flashbacks to contact. But that's the thing. And I'm kind of like, oh, that that reason alone convinces me. I'm like, oh, well, the likelihood of us being like the only ones here, like she has a point. Demi Lovato has a point in 2004, you know? I'm extremely kombucha girl when it comes to aliens like my one my disbeliever face is very seth myers but my believer face is jenna malone in contact whenever her dad's like wouldn't that be an awful waste of space and i'm like that's true and then that music plays and i'm like aliens are real space yeah i do love the idea of you going hmm 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 (laughs) anyways Hmm. demi lovato clearly is like going through a breakup because she went to joshua tree to like meet up with this like alien guy um, whose name is Dr. Stephen Greer, one of the f- world's foremost authorities on the subject of UFOs, ET intelligence, and initiating peaceful contact with ET civilizations, according to his Instagram bio. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like Gemma Collins would love this guy, first of all. Oh, sure. Yeah. This guy's a big, he's big on the UFO circuit. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you look into him, like, he's on every UFO podcast. He talks about UFOs with everyone who listen and turns out a lot of people listen. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Demi Lovato goes to Joshua Tree to have like an alien meditation with this guy. By the way, it's all on YouTube. We'll play some of it here. It is as they bring as their it little sounds. chairs. <laughs> Hello, I'm Demi Lovato. And I'm Dr. Stephen Greer. And we are here in Joshua Tree, California National Park, and we are going to make contact with ETs, or we're going to attempt to. And I don't know if you want to tell people more about that. Um, I do. Yeah, please do. (laughs) Do you want to mention what happened on your birthday? Well, yes. So first of all, um, if anybody uh, has seen the documentary Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind or has heard of the Disclosure Project that was started by this guy right here. And um, if you've seen those documentaries, and I'm talking serious and acknowledged. And she promoted his app, which is called CE5 Close Encounters with the Fifth Kind. And it costs $9.99 and is required to make contact with otherworldly beings. She then told fans it doesn't, it's okay if it's not, doesn't work immediately. P- quote, P.S. If it doesn't happen on the first try, keep trying. It took me several sessions to tap into a deep enough level of meditation to make contact. Happy communicating. <laughs> It says the app has um, 36 ratings, a four out of five rating, which isn't that bad. Yeah. 
This app provides instructions and tools to assist you in making peaceful contact with extraterrestrial civilizations, as well as locating others in your area who are interested in making contact. Oh my God, so wait, a great it's, app wait, if you want to find Demi Lovato. social networking? Mm-hmm. <gasps> You, you may not find aliens, but you might find Demi Lovato. You may not find aliens, but you may find the greatest UFO of them all, which is Demi Lovato. <laughs> wow. That's good and sneaky. The say. reviews uh, the reviews are fine. Some people say it needs work, but other people say, I followed the guidance and I and made I contact with my new... F- what about well, the thing that's in that now I'm cracking up? This is the Who Thing CE5. Listen to this review. Being new to the CE5 app was awesome for me to get started. I followed the guidance and I made contact with my new friends immediately. And I'm just like, what? do you mean the aliens or your or people on human the app. friends who were on the social network? It's unclear. It's unclear. It's unclear. Genius. That's genius. <sighs> anyway, <sighs> what else did she say about aliens? <laughs> <laughs> what else did she say about aliens? Hey, I love aliens as much as the the next Demi Lovato. Oh, me too. Is that as much as the next Lovatic? But this is where we start to get into like Demi, like Demi, you know, like that. So the thing about this is, and we're talking about aliens, we're talking around everything. So it's actually this is actually very funny, like, um, crisis PR. Like it's very like budget sort of like scatterbrained crisis PR where she's like, I can't talk about this guy, Max Eric anymore. Right, He's so I'm going to dig feel crazy. into my other interests, which include aliens. I'm going to leave the planet and I'm going to talk <laughs> about aliens. I can't cannot think, No, but it's like, I can't think of another human to talk about. I have to talk about aliens because this has been so traumatic for me because he's going out here taking sad sack photos on the beach. He's dating other women and calling the paps for it. You know, like he's doing the most. She's probably getting calls left and right about it. Like good for her for finding the strangest thing to be a like a diversionary thing. No, it's like, like it's like an incredible thing. left hand turn. I mean, it's like a literal mm-hmm. swerve onto like a an unpaved road that leads right to Joshua Tree and also a beautiful mm-hmm. place to go. So like she really um, props to her for really like changing the subject in a way, which like which is not to say like any of this Max Eric stuff has anything to do with her negatively. Like this guy played her. He sucks. He's weird. It's all it's all creepy. Like she needs to go on and live her life and apparently this is helping. This stuff helps. I I'm I'm a fan of her. I'd much rather her hang out with Dr. Stephen Greer yeah. than Max Eric. I know it's I true like two, two two semi scammers, but I would say the UFO guy is less bad than Max Eric, which is saying a lot. That's saying a ton. Um, God, the next thing on this list is also Themi. I know. But the coverage is who. you're desperate to talk about it. This week. This week. I I mean, Lindsay and I were texting last night. This week is the silliest lineup of stories. Like, maybe one of the silliest lineups we've had in a very long time. Just one after the other. (laughs) I do think that a lot of it has to do with, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm being insane. A lot of it has to do with the election. Like, there's too much other stuff going on i mean on, it's driving almost. me like, insane like i know maybe it's just like we're insane we feel insane but sure we feel insane, insane but too. also like celebrities if there is going to be big celebrity like there are no movies number one there's no movies to talk about there's barely any new music to talk about the celebrities Ugh. are all promoting their candidates of I choice know. like lizzo's out here stumping for joe biden tight yeah like right. it's it, they're all doing political stuff no, the voting stuff is great it's just like it's hard for, for us to cover purposes. to cover celebrities <laughs> saying vote, which is like the main answer is like very cool, support it, love it all. Please say who you're voting for and say who you're voting and for. And that's and but th- but that's it. Like there's really nothing kind of like silly or shameless about telling people to vote. I think it's great. So it's like not as it's not like fun yeah. when that's the coverage, which is fine. Just not for our yeah. purposes. Our purposes are if Dame Judy Dench is going to give mouth to mouth to a goldfish and tell people about it, we're going to be here waiting for that to happen. And Dame Judy Dench is a them, but her pet goldfish is certainly a who now that it received mouth to mouth from Dame Judy Dench. And guess why we know this? Com- guess why we know this happened? Because she went on a podcast called How to Wow. <laughs> How do you even get? Judy Dench on a podcast. Do you just tell her it's a phone call? Because if you tell her it's a podcast, she's not going to know what you're talking about. Stop. Judy, <laughs> the, the dame, excuse me, the dame, the dame, someone's going to call you. Just talk to them. It's going to be recorded. We don't have to get into it. And then Can she's like, read, okay, fine. Just re- 
Judy Dench says she once gave her pet goldfish mouth-to-mouth resuscitation when it was dying, subhead. Although the goldfish has since died, Judy Dench recalled how her pet ended up growing to be, quote, about six inches long after she saved it. Bye. Maria Paschini and Maria Paschini. <laughs> That's the part that, like, really, I... Somehow people has this... this inc- I've never there's seen a weird this before, glitch. but there's a glitch where it put the same woman on a double byline. It took two of this woman to report this piece. I think they fixed it, but, like, when I was reading it, it was saying everything about the headline was making me sink into myself and like start communicating with aliens a la Demi Lovato and then I get to the bottom and it says by Maria Paschini and Maria it still says by Maria Paschini and Maria Paschini it took it takes a person in their clone it takes a person in their clone to write about Judy and saying she once gave mouth to mouth to her pet goldfish when it was dying Judy um addresses this but like fish don't breathe air she even talks about this you at the end. You can't give a bitch. You can't give a She goes, I blew down mouth. its mouth. I know now that it should have been in its gills, but I didn't know. So it's sort of like... <laughs> but it's... <laughs> what Judy did to save this fish didn't save the fish. The fish just lived. Although I will say the way that Judy describes... Um, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation is so elegant it says yeah I'm gonna, no i'm gonna play it i'm gonna play the clip i gotta i mean I, I mean why not i mean we have all these fucking podcast things i can play them i guess okay. i gave it the kiss of life it died yes. when it was very very little goldfish i gave it the kiss of life mm. and it grew to be about six six inches long right in a bowl a classic bowl or an aquarium Maybe. no in a kind of you know nice tank yeah. was it aerated yes did you have a little air pump going <laughs> um on? Yes, it had all those things. And well, listen, you mentioned oh. you mentioned cats. Let's just talk about cats. The the movie. Come on, for heaven's sake! What a smash! Oh, really? Yes. Calling it. I'm sorry. Calling mouth to mouth. The kiss of life is so beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Look at her in her linen, just head to toe linen. Say, and just um, letting us know that she gave a fish mouth to mouth. You know, just letting us know. Mm-hmm. Just this is the sort of coverage that we're getting. This is the week that we are having pre-election. I think that the week after the election is gonna be is going to be a completely different tenor. I I hope it is. Next week is gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. even weirder. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be interesting. I don't really know what to expect. Like I really don't. I mean we don't we don't All even the have are behaving this like week. Who's. We don't even have banana. All the thems are behaving like who's. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, but we do have Rita, and Rita is behaving just as she always was. Rita's so like let's elect too. <laughs> Rita's like, things have changed. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Well, that was another line in the Hillary Duff in the Hillary Duff video. She says she refers to the quarantine and the past tense, and she's like, "Back during quarantine when we couldn't do much, I was like, Hun, wait, is this over for you? Hun, we're in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweetie, if you're, what? If you're rich and famous, you just like it just ended. It's over. Yeah, um, sweetie. So <laughs> next next segment is Rita. Um, I was about to say next call. Uh, Rita, what is Rita up to? The best thing she's up to, you got to play some clips of this. I have never seen a Rita Ora cooking video. Am I wrong? Have you ever seen a Rita Ora cooking video? Because she made penne al arabatiata. Wait. Oh, no. I'm glitching. She made penne al arabiata. Al arabiata. For Elle magazine. Hi, all. I'm Rita Ora. And today I'm going to make you my mother's secret recipe in all arabiata penne pasta with Elle. But before I do that, I'm going to need a little drink. So I'm going to make myself a Prospera tequila on the rocks. And as you can see, the penne is boiling. Woohoo! Who else eats food while they're cooking? Um, I think we all do. Mmm! And she says it's her mom's secret recipe. You gotta make this. And by it the begins. Way. Can you make this? And it begins. Are you gonna make, can this? make this? Her making uh, Prospero tequila on the rocks. And I was like, of course, this is just spawned for her Prospero tequila Rita's brand. Definitely you know, last done night, cooking videos because she's done spawn for food adjacent items. Like that to me is like answers your question. It's like I don't, I can't yeah. like bring up any specifically, but like she has. 
that's how that's what I was thinking too. It's like I don't necessarily remember her doing this, but it but it, it feels new to me. It's bizarre. Yeah. And it's bizarre to watch. Let me tell you something. It's bizarre to watch like Rita Ora chop a tomato. It's not like pleasant. <laughs> it's not fun to watch this. It's very strange. All, I think she also thinks it's very bizarre for her to be chopping a tomato. I think she would agree with you, you know? Um, making the Prospero tequila on the rocks very, you know, very oh, natural, natural for Rita Ora. Oh, that's natural. That comes out of, that just like, that just spills out of her. No problem. She also, you know, like it's it spills out of her like her ample assets. So she also, in the Daily Mail, nailed vampy chic and dark red lipstick as she poses up a storm for edgy mirror photo shoot. Like for her Instagram, right? For her Instagram. Okay. And then also she showed a glimpse of her toned abs in a black crop top and gym leggings as she prepared to work up a sweat in an intense Pilates session. Okay. Uh-huh. But the most fascinating thing that she did was she beat the rainy day blues by sharing some steamy bikini throwbacks. Oh, she always does. Bobby, she loves to do this. She always does this. It was raining in London and she was like, I miss the beach. And so she posted, she says she quote unquote, I love when, when normal people do this, but especially celebrities where they go, found these photos, just found these. I just found these photos. When this is the entirety of your, of your photo album book, your photo book. Take me back. It's raining in London. And I found these bad boys film camera from my last summer halls, Greece, Ibiza 2020. And it's just like, this was yesterday. The series included some <laughs> highlights from the getaways, including one where she lounged in what appeared to be an airplane seat, her sweatshirt <laughs> lifting to reveal her rock-hard stomach as she gazed at the camera. <laughs> Only Rita would have... What appeared to be an airplane seat. We can't confirm. We'll never confirm. And we, we can't and we will not. We refuse to and we can't. God, let me read that line about Taraji's ex again. <laughs> what did it say? It's like, he may uh, or may not have oh. kids. They may or not... No, we're not, not sure how many kids Hayden has. He's no stranger to sharing cute photos of his family on Instagram. God. Make a call. Find out if she's in an airplane seat. Also, airplane seats don't look like normal seats. Just, we'll just say it. Come on. Just ha- may or may not be an airplane. would appear to be an airplane seat. What is she going to do? Sue you? But yeah, we're done for the day. We're done for the day. Oh, my God. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM t- to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday episode, which is a call-in show. Support us on patreon.com slash Weekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes um, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to the person who left the five-star review saying you liked how much we say iconic. I love whenever there's some sort of like call-in response here <laughs> when you react to the other reviews. I love when you react the to the other reviews. The backlash to the backlash. The backlash to the backlash. Thank you so much. If you just, you could just leave a fi- leave a five star review and say whatever you want. Like you know that. Like it's fine. It's 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 icing it's again. I'll, second time I'll say this in this episode. It's icing on the cake when you say something nice. Just five yes. stars. Leave us a review. It helps, and we appreciate it. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will Yeah. Okay. I gave it the kiss of life. It died yes. when it was very, very little goldfish. I gave it the kiss of life. Mm.